This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer. A free-for-all Friday. You're asking to hear something I don't want to say. But if I do say it, I think you ought to hear it. You got anything on your chest besides your chin, you better get it off. All right, then you asked for it. Yes, we did. So lay it on us. Free-for-all Friday means you set the tone. Here is Libby Snymer. Good afternoon and welcome to this gorgeous Original Free For All Friday. There is, as always, a lot to talk about this week. Do you have plans? Look at this weather. Finally, it looks like spring out there. It looks wonderful, but there's a but. There's always a but for people who like to do things other than walk outside. I'm talking about golf, tennis, basketball. That is still verboten in Ontario. And there is a chorus. There are a lot of people who are trying to tell the Ford government, not only is this okay, but it's recommended for people to keep their sanity. But the government is adamant. They are not reopening. They don't care what any of the mayors are saying. They don't care what literally tens of thousands of people who have signed petitions are saying the rationale is uh, not so much the outdoor activities, but what happens before and after people gather, they carpool, they have a few drinks after. Uh, what do you think of that? Are you disappointed? He's given a very strong hint that this will open up on June the 2nd, about three weeks away. Is that good enough? The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. There are a lot of other things to talk about. Now, the week was dominated by more of this back-and-forth AstraZeneca uh I don't know what even to call it, back and forth changes. So uh, what happened was that here in Ontario and in a number of other provinces, AstraZeneca was paused as a first dose. In the meantime, we're getting really big shipments of this stuff. In the meantime, a lot of people, including myself, who got the AstraZeneca shot are wondering where it leaves them. So first of all, we've had a lot of explanation from experts saying, don't regret it. If you got the AstraZeneca, you did the right thing. I agree with that. Uh, I got the shot as soon as it was available for my age group. That was in March, which means I was protected. My family was protected. Uh, and, you know, uh, none of us, thank God, had that rare blood clot, which is now pegged at one in 60,000 here in Ontario, that's a pretty low risk. It's just that it is severe when it happens. You don't want to be that one in 60,000. So now the question is what to do about a second dose. And that is what a lot of people are very concerned about. Number one, uh, unless something changes, the government still says a four-month interval. No other country in the world is doing a four-month interval. So we don't really know what that means. For Pfizer and Moderna, the recommendation are for second shots within a month. 
For AstraZeneca, it is four to 12 weeks. And there's evidence that with that vaccine, 12 weeks is actually better. So, uh, you know, and the, the other, the main thing to think about is that according to the same research that found one in 60,000 uh, risk, uh, they're saying it's actually one in a million for people, the chance of getting it after a second dose. You know, I have to question that. I don't know how much real wo- world data there is, but that makes sense to me that if your immune system didn't do something very wonky after the first one, uh, it's not going to do it after the second one. Uh, a lot of people uh, are wondering, does this mean that we can get our second shot of AstraZeneca sooner? Because uh, we're fine with that. So I am wondering what you think with all the confusion about it. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. The other thing that happened yesterday afternoon, Greyhound canceled all of its service in Canada. Now, I know, uh, first of all, do you have memories on the bus? I used to go places on the bus when I was a student, maybe a little after that. I know that a lot of Zoomers who don't want to be driving anymore use the bus. What do you think of that? Um, that uh, you know, That's not good news, though it's not surprising. They canceled a lot of their service just three years ago. They weren't doing well. So again, the numbers to call. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Let's begin with Les in Toronto. Hi, Les. Hi, good morning. How are you, Libby? I'm fine. How are you? Good, thank you. I just have one question, my dear, if you don't mind. We've, we've had our first shot early March, AstraZeneca. Yep. We had booked uh, for the second shot um, and on Bloor Street for the 26th of May. Um, we called and we were told that they've cancelled all the shots. No reason, no nothing. Well, um, it could be one of two things. So yeah. the government in the interim said the interval, because of supply, is going to be four months. So right. March to May isn't, isn't four months. It's three months, which is what the manufacturer recommended that they originally had. But frankly, we don't know, right? So um, Ontario has about 50,000 doses that that are going to expire soon. It didn't sound like the government is too worried about it. They're thinking about what to do with it. But we're supposedly getting another quarter of a million doses. That's correct. That's correct. But uh, the government, the, the provincial government has to decide what if they're going to accept these doses and what they're going to do with it? Are they going to authorize it for second doses? So until the government decides, uh, the the pharmacists they can't really do anything. Okay, okay, fair enough. So, I was I wasn't sure. I must be very honest with you. And let me let me ask you this: If they say fine, if you had a first dose, you can have a second. Are are you? Uh, would you do that? Are you good with that? Absolutely, no problem. Okay, Les, I'm with Thank you. I would be <laughs> happy to take the second shot. Thank you Thank very you. much no, for that. No questions. Enjoy your weekend. It's a great show. Thank, Thank you, you very much, Les. Okay. Let's go to Rose in Toronto. Hi, Rose. Hi, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? 
Good, fine, thanks. This is the uh, first time I've called your show. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm calling because um, I wanted to get the message out if uh, somebody has cancer and they've already booked a second appointment four months away from their first appointment, you can actually speed that up by getting a letter from your oncologist and taking it down to the place where you got your first shot, and they will accommodate you. That's what I did. Okay, that's so, that's. thank you for, for bringing that up. I know that recently this week they added people who are immunocompromised to the list of people who can get their shots, but that's very important because, uh, uh, can I ask, how are you doing, Rose? The, you, you're being treated for cancer? Um, yes. Yeah, I am, and it's it's okay. I'm I'm doing well, but I did want to get that second shot early because I know if you're at higher risk, you really should get your second shot early. Well, yeah, if you're being treated for cancer, most Absolutely. of those treatments hit your immune system. Yeah, and that's really important. And and you know, my heart goes out to you because at any time having cancer and being treated for cancer is is a very tough thing to go through and and it is so much tougher now that yeah you know good for you for getting through it well and i and i think Libby, that a lot of people don't know this um they don't know who to ask to speed up that appointment and then what you do you do when you've got your second appointment early you cancel your, the other appointment just by phoning yeah, or if you if you're taking it back to the place you got your first shot, they they can cancel it. Well, no, they actually can't cancel it there. What they told me, I went to the um, Metro Convention Center, uh-huh. and what they told me is I have to phone the provincial number, and I did that, and they canceled my uh, second appointment that was four months away. Okay, well, I think first things first, get your yeah. get your second shot as fast as possible if you're yeah. being treated for cancer. And uh, thanks for telling us about that, Rose. Okay. Appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, Libby. Take okay. care. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Okay, Wanda in Collingwood. Hello, Wanda. Hi. I just have some very uh, quick comments um, about this COVID thing. I actually feel sorry for Doug Ford. He was doing a great job. He's tired. I would be exhausted if I were in his shoes. And um, no matter what he does, you know, he's getting hit on both sides. That's just a comment. The other one is the AstraZeneca. I got this AstraZeneca, my first dose. And if we have all of these hundreds of thousands of vaccines right now, I would be willing to take my second dose right now. I would sign a waiver saying I'm not blaming anybody for this. I did this with my own free will just to get that second shot and feel better about myself. Okay, well, let me just uh, uh, tell you a few things that will make you feel better. Number one, what they're saying now is that if you had a first shot of AstraZeneca and nothing bad happened or nothing terrible happened, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, the the chances of you having this clotting syndrome are one in a million. I know. So, so that should reassure you. And also the other thing is that when it comes to AstraZeneca with that particular technology, the evidence says that, uh, you know, the, the window is one month to three months, but that three months is better than one month in terms of your antibody status. Yes. And I understand that, but I would be willing when my, when it was my time, I would be willing to, you know, get that AstraZeneca. I wouldn't wait, want to wait for anything else. And like I said, I'd, I'd sign a waiver saying, I'm not, I did this of my own free will. 
there is nobody to blame for this but me. Okay. Okay, okay. Wanda, thank you for that. Oh, okay. Just one more. Can I? Sure. No, never mind. I won't. Okay. No. Thanks, Wanda. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Have, have a nice weekend. Okay. Let's go to Helen in Toronto. Hello, Helen. Hi, Libby. Uh, a new piece of information with all of the testing. I uh, went to see my mother this week and was told that I now have to go to Shoppers to have the one-week test. Then they will test me again when I get there. And uh, it's a waste of time and money. Also, each and every staff member is tested every day. Well, that's I'm I'm glad that each staff member is oh, yeah, tested that's every great. day. Great, but to have two tests for in the same week for I don't know. I think that that's a little you know one or the other. Mm-hmm. But the cost, but the cost of having two tests, and I oh by the way, I've already had my two shots. Oh really? That's yeah. <laughs> so oh, that's right, because you're an essential caregiver. That's right. So I've had the two shots. I now have to go to uh, have the test for the, that will last the week, and then I have to have the test when I go to visit, uh, and that's the one that used to be every second day, but it's now every day and every shift. So just, you know, where's our money going? I think I know. Okay, well... Um... I don't know what to say about that. It does seem very stringent, but it's it's certainly, uh, you know, I guess they, they go from one extreme to the other. Right. And for staff, that's great. But for the person who's coming in to visit, to have to take two tests before they can come in. I don't know. I just, I, I just think it's a very costly way to, um, to screen people. Okay. Helen? My thoughts. Take good luck care. with that. Thanks very much. Bye. Bye-bye. All righty. It is time for our first break. Let me give you the numbers out again. 416-360-0740. Toll-free 1-866-740-4740. This is the one, the only, the original Free For All Friday. Uh, this is the day that you set the agenda. So far, we have been talking about the whole uh, I would say fiasco around the communication around the developments uh, on the AstraZeneca vaccine. And you know what? I, I haven't read the whole thing, but Douglas Copeland, who's the guy who coined the term Gen X, which are the generation behind the baby boomers, just a bit younger, said it, it, this whole mess is just a sign of what bad luck they have because a lot of the Gen Xers uh, have taken a first shot of the AstraZeneca vaccine and are completely okay with it. So if you're in Gen X or if you're a boomer or whatever you are, uh, we still want to hear about your thoughts about all these unrolling developments. On the other side, scientists and government keep saying, look, the information keeps changing and we just tell you about it as it changes. But there is also the question of how they interpret the information and what they do about it. So uh, we've already heard from two people today who say, hey, I got one shot of AstraZeneca, I'd take another. Uh, I can be the third person on that. I would too. The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And we'll be back on the other side of the break. 
You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer. When one considers the meaning of life, it is a struggle between alternative viewpoints of life itself. A free-for-all Friday. And without the ability to defend one's own viewpoint against other, perhaps more aggressive ideologies, then reasonableness and moderation could quite simply disappear. Name your topic and be as deep as you like, as long as there's a point in there somewhere. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back to this free-for-all Friday the original free-for-all Friday. It's the day, of course, that you get to set the agenda and you talk about what is on your mind. And AstraZeneca and all the back and forth and the mess around the communication that is on a lot of people's minds. Let us begin with Andrea in Richmond Hill. Hello, Andrea. Hi, Libby. How are you doing today? Fine. How are you? I'm I'm doing good, thank you. I just I had my AstraZeneca shot. It'll be two weeks tomorrow. And I just had that little throbbing ache in my arm, nothing major. It's like when I get the flu shot, I've got no problems getting the second shot in four months. And I recommend everybody get the AstraZeneca. I don't know what the big hoo-ha is. Okay. Well, uh, there have been some very bad, there's this, uh, this blood clotting syndrome that's one in 60,000, but we've had a number of people die, um, which is very tragic. But again, it's a very, very low risk. There's a very low probability that this is going to happen. I agree with you a million percent, and I am willing to chance it. If I get the blood clot, I get it, but I'm not worried about it. But if you didn't get it the first time, then the chances are even less that you'll get it the second time. Almost no chance. Precisely, and I couldn't agree with you more. Okay, Andrea, thank you for that. You're welcome, and Libby, my friend, you keep up doing that marvelous job that you're doing. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. You're welcome, my friend. You have a great day and a great weekend, okay? Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye now. Okay. Once again, the numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. It's your day to talk about what is on your mind. A lot of people want to talk about AstraZeneca. So far, only positive comments from people who had one shot who are perfectly willing to roll up their sleeves to get injection number two. Right now, let's go to John in Mississauga. Hey, John. Hi, good afternoon, Libby. Um, I've been listening to your show well, all the time, but uh, this time it really concerned me when that lady who went to her oncologist um, to get her second vaccine. We took our Pfizer on March the 5th. Uh-huh. Now we have to wait, I think, the first week of July. Um, my wife has diabetes. And she had, she's a survivor, thank God, of four to seven years of breast cancer. And um, uh, Sorry last, to hear March, that. last March, I had the second mastectomy. And, and, and we, we went to a specialist, our, our baby specialist, and he said there's nothing he can do. Now, uh, I think that what uh, Rose, our caller, said that <clears throat> speeding up the second shot is for people who are currently being treated for cancer, not for people who've survived cancer. But uh, and and I don't know. I know that they've started to vaccinate people with diabetes, but I don't know about a second shot. I know that 
people with compromised immune systems, things like diabetes, are now eligible even if their age group hasn't come up. But, I understand that, Libby, but, but but like I said, my wife had the second last March, and she, a year is, ago. Is she okay. being treated for cancer now? Well, n- not anymore, because uh, to be honest, I don't like to publicly say it, but she, she doesn't, uh, she, she did double mastectomy. Uh, right? she, she, in other words, now, now even Dr. Our, well, I don't want to mention his name, but even our oncologist has said, you don't have to come here. So that doesn't mean that we, she's not in danger of somebody else. Uh, okay, right. I'm 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 just the messenger. What I understand about the rules. So, generally speaking, uh-huh. the, you know your your immune system is compromised if you're being treated for cancer, and it's because of on top of having the cancer in your body, you're you're getting radiation, or you're getting chemotherapy, or you're getting something else. Um, so they made the exception for people who are getting those treatments. I don't you think know, that, you know, that they're I've giving... Been trying, I've been trying. I even phoned, I even phoned Bill. I, I phoned, like you said, wanted, you know, I, I, want, I mean, I don't agree with this four-month thing. I don't care what, what, what the science says. I don't agree with it. I don't, A lot of people I mean, don't. I don't mind for myself. Look, we're both 80, okay? Well. And, 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 and okay, we took the first one, right? Yep. That's 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 my you know that's my concern now, right? That uh, you know, and and to tell you the truth, I'll be honest with you, I won't take us uh, if it's just I won't take it. Let people take it, but myself, I want. I took Pfizer and I want Pfizer. Oh yeah, no, they wouldn't mix it that oh, way. Okay, okay, all right. Okay, Thank so I, I'm that. good. Good luck to you, but but yeah. my understanding uh-huh. of the way for who the people they're speeding up the second shot. Mm-hmm. Is is just for people who are having treatment now, and um, hopefully it won't take four months. That's all I can say because uh, well, you know, well, like you said, hopefully we'll get more and and, and we'll reduce the four months or three months or whatever it is. Okay, David, thank you very much for your, for your you know for your program. I like I said, I listen every every day at the garden show and whatever. But anyhow. Thank you very much, and uh, be safe, and have a great weekend. Okay, thank you, John, for that. Yeah, a lot of people are very concerned, and uh, hey, if his wife is a cancer survivor, and, and she has diabetes, which is compromises the immune system, and they're 80. Uh, I don't blame them for wanting to get this sorted out. And there are a lot of people who are very concerned about that four-month interval, because we just don't know. Okay. Madeline in Mount Forest. Hello, Madeline. Hi, Libby. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Fine, thank you. Uh, the AstraZeneca, I was uh, told by my doctor that I couldn't take that because I have a low platelet count in my blood. Okay, well, yeah. So, I mean, it's not something that makes me sick or feel unwell. I've always had it, and it's just uh, if anyone out there has blood problems, they better look into it before they get something like that. Oh, well, yeah. And your your doctor or whoever does the, you know, the screening should ask about that. So they have, there There are some people who are told you can't get this one. Absolutely. Yes, I was, she was willing to give me a written note, you know. Um, and something else I wanted to quickly mention, too, about mammograms. I had one booked and they told me that you have to wait six to eight weeks after your vaccine. 
because it affects your lymph nodes after you get the vaccine, and it'll give a false reading on the mammogram results. I have not heard that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is something we have to look look up, and um, I I have have not heard that. So I will look it up, and um, I'm assuming that whoever told you that knows what they're talking about, but always good to check. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks, Madeline. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. There you go. You know, one, one, one thing about doing this show, uh, I learned a lot of things that I didn't know about. I like to check them, but yeah, interesting. So let me give you the numbers out again. It's free for all Friday. We can talk about whatever is on your mind. The number is 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-4740. And let's go to Tom and Ajax. Hello, Tom. Good afternoon. Uh, I Doug Ford completely lost me yesterday. Uh-huh. Um, when he sat there yesterday and the best reason he could give for keeping golf courses closed was because he was afraid guys were going to go out and have a couple of pops afterwards. That it's complete buffoonery. <laughs> okay, that's one way of, of putting it. Um, I, I, I mean, in normal times, I, I don't think that's, uh, <laughs> I don't think that expectation is wrong, but um, yeah, that's, that's what he's saying. This all comes from David Williams. Who said? Well, there you go. There I well, there I go. And you know, I have to say that he does have a point because I've seen when it comes to outdoor amenities, sometimes there are great big clumps of people. Uh, so you know, it. I they're not completely out to lunch, but everybody is saying these activities are safe. And you can do them if you do them safely, and people need to do them because, uh, you know, you need exercise and maybe not just a walk for your mental health. Are you a golfer? Yes, I am. And they opened up the golf courses May 1st, 2020. And the golf courses were strict. You, you walked in, you paid, you got out. There was nothing open. You, you went to see the marshal, you got your cart, you golfed, you gave it cart back, and you could not conglomerate in the parking lot. Leave. We don't want to get fined. We don't want to get it closed down. Well, and you know, it's interesting, last uh, summer, my tennis club opened, and there was a point where things eased up a bit, but generally speaking, it was like you had to wear a mask, even walking outdoors to to the court, you were not allowed to use the locker rooms, you had to come ready for your game, wear a mask to your court, and then a mask when you went off your court and leave right after. So, can it be done safely? I think so. I mean, there's nobody on on the public courts. There's nobody making sure, but but yeah. Well, they were they were pretty strict at the golf courses, and it was the same thing. You you could go use the washroom, but straight out the door. Let me tell and, you, you know, when when we had our strategy panel on Tuesday, as we always do, Karen Stintz, a former city councillor who's the head of Variety Village, she had an interesting theory, and she said that she thought that Doug Ford, if he was doing stuff to help people who uh, are members of golf clubs or tennis clubs, which which are things that, you know, usually people who are more well-off do, then he would look like he's not for the little guy. Does, does that make any sense to you? 
Well, I'm certainly not well-to-do, and none of my friends and relatives that I golf with are well-to-do. We just golf for activity. It's affordable. And what he said basically there was the only reason I'm leaving them closed was because I mistakenly closed all the ski resorts. <laughs> so uh, it, it just makes no sense, and it was just, uh, he just lost me there. I'm sorry. He's going to have to do something so monumentally good, or I will have nobody to vote for. Mm-hmm. And as far as the AstraZeneca goes, I got it. I've talked to a bunch of my friends and family. We are just not willing to take anything else at this point until there's like a year of hard clinical data that shows it's okay to take a second type of vaccine. I just, we're all just, no, I will not take Pfizer or Moderna. That's it. I need my dose of AstraZeneca. And if I have to go without it. That's interesting. I've, 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 I've heard from a lot of people and only people who say, yes, I will take the second dose of AstraZeneca. I haven't yet heard from anybody who said I will not take anything else. So, uh, that's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad to hear all of this, Tom. Thanks. Thanks for your call. All right. Have a great weekend. Okay. You too. Bye now. Bye-bye. Well, like I said, that's, that's interesting because, Right now, there isn't any evidence on mixing the two doses. We're waiting for that. It's probably going to come a bit late for those of us, certainly, who got the first shot in March. And uh, I have to say that the speculation or the theorizing from a lot of the experts that I talk to, they think it might actually be better to mix it. But like I said, and Tom's right. There isn't evidence for that yet. And people want to do what's tried and true. And yesterday when we were talking to Dr. Iris Gorfinkel, she said right now the standard of care is the same dose. But, you know, the whole thing and and what's really throwing people off their game in in this whole pandemic is that it, it all keeps changing so fast it'll make your head spin. So I guess we just do our best with what we know. Jane in Newmarket. Hello, Jane. Hi. Uh, I just want to make a comment, and it's regarding my father, who is 97. He had his first knock vaccination. Wood. Sorry. <laughs> I said knock wood. It's not wood, but go yeah. ahead. But he's, 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 very, he's quite healthy. Like, you know, but he does have ailments, obviously. He's got congestive heart failure, this sort of thing. But, you know, he can, he's definitely got all his mental faculties and everything about him. But um, my concern is is that I feel that the, the seniors are not being given a fair shake. Like, there seems to be a double standard between people who live in um, retirement homes versus people that live uh, on their own, which my father does. And he has care workers that come in and out, you know, to help him, obviously, with his daily routines. We got his first dose on the 5th or the 3rd of March. We were supposed to have our second dose the 24th of March. It was cancelled. And... I was only notified through my junk mail that it was canceled. And then now we're having to wait until the 23rd of June, which is like exactly 16 weeks after his first shot. And um, the thing is, he has care workers that come in, and they can't guarantee that the care workers that come in are vaccinated. So here they are only giving him one dose, saying that people that come in may or may not be vaccinated. And here, there we got all the variants going around. So how is that being fair to the people who have are staying at home? That's I, my I totally agree with you. And, um, I, you know, I think sometimes you can insist 
that the care workers who come in are vaccinated. I mean, but that's the thing. They don't have to. It's, you well, know, well, if they, you... they could not insist. And like, and he's like, he, these are registered people that CBI that come in. And, uh, and like, he, he does have one person that comes in mostly every day, but sometimes obviously she can't. And then they say, said, you know, we may have to send another person. In. And we said, well, we don't mind if you send another person in so long as we know they're at least vaccinated once. And then they said, well, we cannot guarantee that everybody we send is vaccinated. And I think, well, what, how is this being fair to people who are living at home, having to wait this longer time for, for vaccination, especially someone as old as him? And um, I don't know, I just... just I totally to kind of agree with you that that not enough has been done for people in the community. There's started to be paramedics are now vaccinating people in the community. And I don't know why, with all this extra supply, that uh, they haven't speeded that up for your dad. Well, the crazy part was, like, I took him for a second shot because I didn't read my junk mail. So I didn't know it was coming. The, the notification came in the junk mail. And then, you know, they were doing birth vaccinations there. But they said, oh, we can't give your father a shot because we don't have enough shots. But really, they did because they're, they're vaccinating people for the first time there. And, like, and they, they said, you know, we had to turn someone else away yesterday who was, you know, old like your father kind of thing. And I'm just thinking, like, I don't know, I just, it doesn't do much to, to, alleviate, to alleviate the anxiety of people like him. Absolutely. I mean, I'm just trying to think who you could who you could call to try to get this sorted out. Because, and you're right, because people in long-term care, people in retirement homes are getting second shots. Uh, well, they so, told us when we got his first shot that people born before, before 1941 would only be waiting three weeks their second shot and then and they were, they were given an appointment for the 24th of March and then they said when I went for that appointment they said oh keep checking your junk mail which I have been and then they and then nothing came up and then they kept saying well we don't have a way of giving people a second dose yet we can only have people book a second dose if they're booking their first dose and it was just like it's just so like I just I, I I, up my hands and I'm just going like what what is the logic of all this? Like I just don't know. Who's <laughs> who's the who's crazy. the medical officer of health in your area? Do you know? Oh, I don't. I can't remember. I said I, I live up in um, I live up in Muskoka. I live in uh, like the the Simcoe District Health Unit. Okay, uh, we'll have to check that. I forget who it is, but I mean, yeah, you're that that sounds terrible. Well, I just, I just, I just, I just, it just makes me so angry. And I just, because, you know, even I couldn't get vaccinated and I'm, I'm not 60 yet. And, uh, and then they, I said, well, I'm a care worker for my father. I have to go in and help look after him, you know, when people can't come. And he lived with me for like four months for the beginning of the, of the pandemic. And, uh, and they said, oh, unless your father's in a retirement home, you're not eligible for a shot. And then they said, you know, you might get a shot later in the summer. And then finally, you know, and they after the shots with AstraZeneca, I was able to go. I went to a, just a shopper's and I got vaccinated. But it wasn't until then that I was able to even get vaccinated, which, again, is crazy. Like, I'm telling them I'm looking after. Jane? We're Okay, we're losing Jane. I don't know if you can still hear me, but your medical officer of health is Dr. Charles Gardner. Uh, we lost her. Um, I don't know if she just got cut off. I agree with you that, you know, th- this really does not sound right. And it's one of those, I don't know, those infuriating things that are happening where somebody falls through the cracks or doesn't quite qualify. I would 
try to get to the medical officer of health and we can try writing him an email, but, but uh, yeah, that's just wrong. Okay, it's time for another break. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. We just heard a pretty bad story about a 97-year-old man who can't get his second shot because he's not in a retirement home. I mean, here is somebody who is doing us all a favor, who is doing the system a favor because he's not in assisted living. They won't guarantee that the uh, PSWs who come in to help him out at home are vaccinated, and they won't give him a second shot. And to me, that just does not sound right. The number is 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. We'll be back on the other side of the... You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight back with Libby's Nimer. A free for all Friday. Step up, say your piece, and we promise not to interrupt. Just be lively about it. We have a lot of listeners hanging on your every word. Here is Libby's Nimer. Welcome back to this Free For All Friday, the original Free For All Friday. And it's the day, of course, when you set the agenda. People are still talking about vaccination. And we just had a call from a caller whose father is 97. He has caregivers coming in. They won't tell him or they can't guarantee, even if they've been vaccinated at all. There's a privacy issue there. And, uh, she wants him to get a second dose the same way that people in long-term care or in retirement homes have received a second dose, but they won't give it to him. And this is somebody, you know, aside from everything else, he is saving our system tons of money because he's not in an assisted living place. So there you go. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free one 866 744-740. And we have somebody who wants to speak to that, Olivia in Burlington. Hi, Olivia. Oh, hi, Libby. I I love your show. Thank you. And you're so, uh, what, how, how can I put it? Uh, you're so, uh, you don't take sides. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, well, I was just listening to your program and the woman that just called. And I, I live alone. I'm in my 80s. And I, you used to have a cleaning lady and, you know, a little help with different things, but now I don't. And I can't get a second shot either till July. And I'm just, I'm angry too. And, you know, I have a lot of friends. We're in our 80s. We live alone. We don't cost the government any money. And yet we can't get a second shot. They're talking about giving 12-year-olds uh, the vaccine, and I'm all for that, And but not before we get our second shots. Like, I, I'm sorry. I, I don't know why we, we aren't, you know. Oh, and Pfizer has said that, you know, you should get it within three months, not four. Well, yeah, Pfizer actually said you should get it within one month. 
But, but, uh, that's what the clinical trial had. Uh, but yes, I mean, Olivia, everything you said makes sense to me. I agree. I agree, Levy. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe you, you've got influence on your, on your station here. I love your station. I listen to it. 24-7. 24-7. I, I don't know that we have influence on the people who are making those decisions. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Um, I, all I can say, Olivia, is I completely agree with you. And, okay. and you know, we talk about ageism and, and how it plays out. And it's just, uh, again, you know, you are right. You are not costing the government any money. <laughs> They should be spending like the pennies to keep all of you people in that situation healthy as long as possible instead of, you know, millions of dollars when people end up in care. That's right. That's and right. Let you would I... think. Yeah. You would think. But, you know, uh, logic is one thing. Yes, but, <laughs> you know, Libby, it, there hasn't been too much of that lately, has there? So, yes. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Libby, for listening to me. Okay. And I, I listen to you every, every, all the time. Okay, so. <laughs> thank you for that, Olivia. I, I read Take your care. article in Zoomer magazine, too. So, there we go. Thank you very much. Okay, thanks, Libby. Bye-bye. Yeah, I mean, the argument that the government makes is, you know, if people are at home, they can just stay at home, lock themselves away. Uh, they don't have to come into contact. But then there's also that issue about the PSWs. Uh, and I just finished shooting a TV show. It'll be on Vision TV shortly on that whole issue about whether people working in that industry should be required to be vaccinated and, and also disclosing it. They don't have to tell you one way or another. Let us go to Jennifer in Brantford. Hello, Jennifer. Hi, Libby. Um, I'm a PSW at a long-term care home. Yep. I have to be swabbed every day when I go to work. Uh-huh. I have to wait my 15 minutes to make sure I'm not positive. Uh-huh. And I also have to get once a week the high nasal test also. Okay. I feel sorry for the lady who feels it's not necessary to get that done to see her family, but she has to understand she's protecting herself, her family, and the workers there. If we get sick, we're not there. The other staff is short, which is always a thing anyways, but it's a good thing that she's doing that, and I'm glad she, but she also has the choice. She doesn't have to go in to see her family. Well, actually, she she does. She's an essential caregiver. I mean, she was uh, venting, frankly, because what she said was she thought it's okay for the workers, but she didn't want to have to do it. So I I can see that it's annoying, but I definitely understand your point of view, and you have to do it. And thank you for doing it, and thank you for being there because you know the the people that you help there they really need you. Well, so does their family. And so does their family. Exactly. Exactly. Um, do you find it that onerous to do those tests? Um, after, you know, three, like when I have four days in a row of getting it, it gets kind of sore. It's getting sore. Uh, when I was getting once a week, it wasn't as bad. But, yeah, it's starting to get sore. 
and then your nose starts running, and then there's a symptom. <laughs> oh, it's like, oh, you can't win. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, I don't know. Let's hope that we're on the downward trend. Uh-huh. Jennifer, again, you know, I, I'm sure that the people you take care of and their families really appreciate your work. It's really tough work um, under difficult circumstances. Uh, and, you know, what, what can I say? I mean, I think that as a society, we appreciate your work and we should appreciate it more, frankly. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye, Jennifer. Bye. Okay, Manolo has been waiting. Hello, Manolo. Yes, good afternoon, Libby. Good afternoon. You know what? I just heard some of those uh, listeners who call you this uh, afternoon regarding the time and uh, how many months for the second shot of this uh, <clears throat> Pfizer or whatever. Now, I was wondering, I, I got my, my, my shot last April, and the next uh, shot was scheduled on uh, uh, before the for, first, first week of August. Now, you know what? I have a cancer, prostate cancer. I had a, a lung cancer. I had my uh, pacemaker in my mortal body, and I have this orthoarthritis in my right arm, which is uh, swelling. And I, 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 you know what? I am living with pain all over my body. And I was wondering, Levy, how, how come that they will give me another shot? Uh, uh, almost four months. Well, that's what they've said, that the interval is four months. Um, yeah, I, I mean, a lot of people are very upset about that. Yes. Oh, my God, I don't know. Well, anyway, let me thank you for this time. Okay, you thank you for your call, and take good care. Thank you, Levy. God bless you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Let's go to Rena in Uxbridge. Hello, Rena. Hi, Libby. How are you today? I'm fine. How are you? I'm good, thank you. But my my concern is also the same. Like, I would like to get my second shot sooner. Like, I have almost died twice from pneumonia. I get that. It's a thing I usually get all the time. One time, my lung burst. I had it so bad. And with this virus, it attacks your system here. I wouldn't survive if I catch it. I live alone. I'm an old-age pensioner. And I have to wait till the July, almost the end of July, before I get my second shot. Um, I mean, a lot of people are really worried about the interval. Um, they... There are some people who can get a second shot sooner. Uh, it's cancer patients. I, I don't, I mean, you should check to see if you can come under one of those exceptions with your condition. I can't answer that. I don't know. And, and as we've been talking, some of the rules don't make a huge amount of sense. No, they don't. But, uh, you know, uh, my, one of my grandsons, he's 16 years old, and he, he said to me, he says, Grandma, I'm not getting my needle until you and my other gran and grandpa are vaccinated. He says, 
why are they giving it to the young people? I would like to see you guys vaccinated first. Yeah, they have. Well, they they're they're, you know, vaccinating people in the hot zones because they've shown that that's where the virus is spreading the most. Uh, but good for your grandson for saying that. Yep, and that's what I, I, I thought that was wonderful. I thought, what a nice gesture. You well, know? you know what? Why don't you ask your grandson to go online and see uh, or to make some calls and see if you fit into any of the exceptions? Because it's pretty hard to figure out. Yeah, I, I understand that. Anyways, Libby, you have a wonderful day, and thank you for taking my call. Okay, you're very welcome, Rena. Let's go to Jacob in Toronto. Jacob, we don't have very much time left, but go ahead. Oh, hi, Libby. Thanks for taking my call. I know there's not much time left. I just wanted to mention that the um, provincial election is coming up next year, and I don't know about Doug Ford. I'm Personally, I'm not a conservative, and I've never voted conservative um, federally or provincially. But I don't think um, many people know who the uh, provincial liberal leader is, who is Stephen Del Duca. So I just wanted to get out there, uh, get that out there, that um, people who are unsure of who to vote for, there is the option of Stephen Del Duca and Andrew Horworth. Well, um, actually, we talked to both of them, you know, fairly, uh, fairly often on this show. So keep listening and you'll get to hear them and get your impression. Uh, yeah, you know, the crises like this are a hard time for being in the opposition and uh, having your say. So that's one thing. How do you make it look? But people are uh, people are starting to get annoyed. I mean, at the beginning, everybody was happy with the way the government was handling this. Now, not so much. So we'll have to see how it pans out, Jacob. So I guess you're not changing your mind about anything because uh, you don't vote conservative anyway, right? No, never. Okay, well, but Jacob. I just wanted to let people know that Stephen Del Duca and Andrew Horworth are other options. Horvath, Horvath. Or yeah, Horvath, sorry. I think I think people do. I, I think we're a ways from the election. It's uh, a you know an eon in politics since then. Till then, Jacob, thanks for your call. Okay, thanks, Levy. You have a good weekend. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye. Right. Uh, that's all the time we have for today. That's all the time we have for the week. I'll be off on Monday. Jane Brown will be here and I will be back on Tuesday, back in the chair. It is beautiful outside. So I hope everybody has a chance to get out into the sunshine. And as I said, that's all the time we have for this week on Fight Back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.